This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my mom and co-host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Well, I am so glad we're going to be talking to you about taking care of your health. And that's one thing that Heidi and I know that you should be doing after you've had a loss. And I mean should. You know, people say you shouldn't should people to death, but the reality is you've got to take care of your health, don't you, Heidi? You know, you do, and Mom and I, we always talk about this because it, after a loss, a lot of times you feel guilty about taking care of your health, but you really need to. And for those parents out there, I'm going to tell you, your kids are very worried. They've already lost, you know, oftentimes siblings, and they don't want to lose a parent. So if you take care of your, yourself, it really helps us and makes us less anxious as kids. Okay, Heidi, so we've got a great interview with a person who's going to give you some tips on taking care of that health, and she's a bereaved parent, so she knows where it's at. She knows how difficult it is for you right now. So you want to introduce her, Heidi? I do, Mom, and I also want to let everybody out there know, if you'd like to see a YouTube where my mom interviews her, just go to Open to Hope YouTubes and put in Pamela Hagens, and that is our guest today. So our guest today is Pamela Hagens. We are going to be talking about taking care of your health. And Pamela Higgins is a lifetime proponent of taking care of health through exercise and yoga. She currently teaches and inspires others on how to work with their grief through daily healthy practices. In July of 2013, she lost her 19-year-old son, Samuel. She is a frequent presenter at the Compassionate Friends National Conferences. Welcome to the show, Pamela. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So we heard you got your little uh, granddaughter home because she's been sick. So we'll probably hear her a little bit in the background today, right? Yes, but she's pretty mellow today. She's not (laughs) feeling well. So she's entertained at the moment. So all is well. All is well. So all right now, you lost Samuel, what, um, not too long ago, just four years ago, right? Actually, it will be four years this July. It's hard to believe. At times it seems like yesterday, and then it seems like, did it really happen? But it is reality. Right. Were you an exercise person before uh, Samuel died? I was. I, I taught group fitness classes, and I've always enjoyed exercising. Um, I went into a lull, but then when it did occur... I knew that I had to find something to help exhaust the grief and tire the grief. Um, So that is what I attempted to do. And every day it is just that. You attempt to to make progress and, and you find yourself feeling a little stronger and a little healthier and a little more confident and moment by moment. I I love that you're saying that, Pamela. And I said to my mom before the show, you know, you're an inspiration because you you talk about having people walk a minute and then jog a minute. And like you said, just do little steps at a time. And how did you first start out? What kind of exercise were you doing? Was it walking or running or 
walking is a wonderful exercise and exercise, but I like to let people know whatever you enjoy doing or sometimes you step out of the box and try something that you have never done. I mean, gardening is exercise and doing yard work, mowing the lawn, um, walking a pet is exercise, uh, just getting out. So you can start with just, okay, I'm going to go out for 10 minutes or maybe just walk halfway down the block and are around the block. And it's challenging um, when you're deep in the trenches of early grief or just trying to get through those moments when they come in waves. And if you can find someone to partner with, uh, that is wonderful. But sometimes you have to just dig down deep and say, okay, I'm just going to walk the end of the block. And it's amazing how a breeze and vitamin D, the sun, helps us. So just, just getting it, just getting outside. And another thing that I really like that you're saying, and I know my mom does also, is that you're talking about how gardening, mowing a lawn, walking a dog, that's all exercise. You don't have to go to the yes. gym to be exercising. No. And Heidi, I remember no, you, you saying uh, that there was a study done that if you, when you clean the house, if you do it thinking that it's exercise, you burn calories or something? Absolutely. If you say to yourself, I'm going to exercise right now, before you clean your bathroom or clean your house, you will burn more calories because it's telling your brain it's that you are exercising. So the next time any of you out there are, are cleaning your house, you know, cleaning your bathroom, even cleaning your toilet, remember you're exercising. And <laughs> it's, that is a good way to think about it. Oh my gosh, well, exercise, it is. It helps in releasing neutral transmitters like in endorphins and mm-hmm. serotonin and all these things affect our mood. Um, yeah. So when we exercise, we're, we're, we're generating, and I like to think of exercise sometimes just keeping the grief distracted or at bay um, because it gives you a focal point. Mm-hmm. And at that moment or that second or that half hour, it can relieve the pressure on your heart, the heaviness in your mind. Um, what I have found it can be a great distractor. Now, I uh, remember after my son Scott died, uh, I was uh, would run, but I, you know, I'm not. It's not like I'm a marathon runner or fast or anything. But I like to go out and jog a little bit. And I remember the first time I did it, I felt really like people might be looking out the window, thinking I didn't care about my son because I was taking care of myself. And it's kind of hard to start out, isn't it? To take care of yourself. It is difficult to feel, at least I found myself, as you expressed, feeling guilty or, or why should I be doing this? And But I was reading something in this wonderful book called Healing After Loss um, by Martha Hickman, and it, 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 there's a quote by William Shakespeare that says, everyone is a master at grief until it's their own, mm-hmm. and only you know the journey that you're on. Even fellow sojourner grievers, we are, we share similar things, but we know the history with our loved one, or we know the journey that we are on, and it becomes personal. So what we do, we have to kind of tune out what others may be thinking, because others want us to be healthy. When they truly are concerned about us, they want us to be healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally, and we have to seek out the resources to make that happen. And we 
we have to put behind what others may be thinking. And that can be challenging because grief is draining. It is draining. And we may feel like I don't have the energy to think about doing this. But, again, when you find ways to do the things that maybe you enjoy or stepping out of the box, doing something different, it keeps the grief off balance, I found. Mm-hmm. Now, take us back. How much, what kind of exercises were you doing uh, before Samuel died? About what kind I of enjoy. I enjoyed walking. I enjoyed running, um, little three-mile runs, 5Ks or 10Ks. But since then, I've been running and doing a lot of races in honor of my son, Samuel. So this past April 29th, I participated in my first full marathon. I had been running half marathons prior, and I participated in my first full marathon, the country music. And I called it my Learner's Permit Marathon. It was the highest record temps in the history of the race, and but it gave me something to focus on, putting one foot in front of the other, Pamela, focusing on the other runners. Uh, how, many, how many miles was this race? 26.1 Wow. I thought miles. you were going to say that. And where was it? It was in Nashville, Tennessee, 26. this past That's April incredible. 29th. Wow. Uh, it was the country music rock and roll marathon, and um, since then I've signed up for three more. So maybe I will get my oh. driver's license. Oh my gosh! Them. I call that my learner's permit because it was That's a lot amazing. of learning. But um, on my bib, it had me and Samuel. <laughs> That's what I had on the bib, and it was great. That's incredible. Uh, how, how wonderful! What a wonderful way to remember him. Now, tell me, right after uh, he died, were you working? How long before you started working out? And do you remember the first thing you did? Um, it was probably a little while. I, I mean, I was just in a daze and a fog, like so many are. I was, I was just in a daze. I had no energy to do anything and I wasn't sleeping well at all and when this happened my it happened during the course of the night and so nights are difficult for me and that's something that I found exercise often people say I have no energy but it it energized me but it also exhausted me and helped me with the insomnia that I experienced um so I get tired and I sleep harder and better and I'm refreshed and it just has multi purposes. <laughs> the, the exercising, yeah. So what what did you first do? Do you remember what was your first? Did you walk first, or did you run again, or how did you walking, how did you get started? Yes, so it was walking listening. and gradually building up. I mean, granted, I talked about a marathon, but I had to work up to that. But it was just walking, and at that time, I didn't know I was going to step into running longer distances. But I started doing it in, in honor. Uh, my son Samuel, and and that was fun. And remembering he was an athlete, and just um, finding other things to do in honor of him and, and celebrate his life. And it gave me opportunity to talk about my son with other people. And I, on my running shoes, I ordered little shoe charms with his picture on it, and um, that you know it was just encouraging and for me. And I could just feel him saying, "Go, mom." Go, Mom. I, I love it. Was he a runner? 
He was a high jumper. A wow. basketball player was just, he played basketball and he was a high jumper and very good at it and it received some very good interest letters from schools. But he was just a he just loved being active and, and um so I that I found that to energize myself and one of my other sons is into body physique posing and he does things in honor of his brother, and um, so we we keep up with one another and encourage one another in our in our sport endeavors or exercise endeavors. So, so it sounds like Samuel was an active athlete, and when you're when you're active, you feel connected and close to him. I I really do, and I it's love just, that. I feel good. I start to feel stronger. Mm-hmm. I mean, exercise is therapeutic. It's healthy. It requires focus. As I said, it distracts. You feel empowered. Um, mm-hmm. It motivates you. Um, it can be exhausting, too. You just release that, and you can just breathe better and sleep better. And So I found it to be a tool, a resource, a companion, a diversion, um, and just so much more. I, I love it and when you talk about finding your passion to people. Find that what makes you passionate to do that. You know, is it gardening? Is it walking? Is it swimming? You know, what is it? And, and, yes, and, and it may, everyone, you know, some may say I'm not an outdoors person, and um, but you can be in the house and just to help you feel stronger, even as you're watching TV and we can be idly doing something, but on the commercials, commit to, I'm going to grab a couple canned goods from under the counter, and while doing this commercial break, I'm going to just lift these canned goods and do bicep curls, and uh, you can just, on the commercials, just walk in place or walk around the house. Well, walk around the house. Well, Pamela, I have, a, I have a Fitbit. And I'll tell you, it's changed It's changed me because sometimes if I want to get 10,000 steps and I don't have them, like you said, I'll just walk around my apartment. And I don't live in a big apartment. So if I can get those steps, anybody can. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something to think about. I mean, a commercial lasts mm-hmm. about 60 seconds. So yeah. if you march or just do some little bicep curls and put it down at the end of the commercial and and maybe just sit there and watch a program and pick back up. Just little steps, and your body starts to feel it, appreciate it, and even what I found. And there were other things I do. I enjoy writing, too, but exercise is a big component. Pamela, you and said something in your YouTube that I like. You said, uh, find your shape, find your place, and find your pace. Yes. Most definitely. That is extremely important. You have to find your place. And sometimes we have to step on a different side of the road and do something totally unusual to us to find our place. Grief was something that we were not familiar with. Loss was something that we were not familiar with. So sometimes we have to step out of the box and step out of our normal pace and find a different place. And then you set your pace and you establish um, what you're going to do for that day or that moment or that half hour, and you run with it. Oh, I love it, Pamela. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's just a 
been amazing having you on, and I love what you're doing with the exercise and everything and uh, helping people. What, where do you live exactly? And you go to Compassionate Friends. You're a member yes, of the chapter. Yes, I live just outside of Nashville. I'm part of the Nashville, uh, the Compassionate Friends chapter, and I will be at the conference in Orlando. I will actually be facilitating a couple of um, exercise experiences or choices, the unstructured but structured running club. I will be facilitating that and we just meet up, lace up our tennis shoes and and um, get out there and run. And then there I will be facilitating a get the grief moving exercise class. Um, so and I I named it that for a specific reason, get the grief moving. Oh. Um that's a great so note I'm to end excited. on. I love I'm looking that. forward to being in Orlando. This will be our fourth conference. And uh, I am looking forward to the learning, the tenderness, the sharing, um, well, the support systems that are in place. And well, we're going to love seeing you there and take care of yourself. And thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And um, find your pace, find your place and get the grief moving. I uh, love it, Pamela. Thank you so much, and I will see you in your Get the Grief Moving class in Orlando, Florida in July. Thank you very much. Well, Heidi, uh, what an inspiration. I know. I love it, and I, it really inspires me to get out there and move because, like you, like Pamela's saying, even if you only move a little bit, it does change the way that we feel, and it also gives us a break sometimes from all the intense intensity that we're dealing with after loss. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we want to thank everybody for. We want to thank everybody for listening to the show today, and Heidi and I, and I know Pamela. We all want to remind you to take care of yourself, and if you've lost hope, please lean on ours till you find your own. And God bless. God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.